0: You may remember hearing this UT freshman's story on Twitter.
1: I just wanted to let you guys know how my first real college final was. Oh my God.
2: Not everyone's first college exam goes as poorly or as viral as hers did. But whether it's a tough test, a quirky professor, or a wild party, inevitably some crazy or embarrassing things are going to happen while you're in college. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Daily Texans, The Hookup. I'm JT Lindsey. And I'm Morgan Keeler. College is a lot of things, but I don't think of it as the classes I've taken or even the people I've met. I think of it as a collection of stories, stories that we start writing the moment we set foot on the 40 Acres. This week, we decided to take a look at some of the stories that our fellow students have and some students that are likely the subjects of others' stories themselves.
0: I feel like when I was in high school, I was told all about how wonderful the professors were going to be in college. I've experienced that. However, it's been different than I could have ever imagined. Last semester, I had a professor named Pete. Pete is a person I would have never experienced or got to meet had I been anywhere else other than the University of Texas. One of my favorite anecdotes is one time he graded our papers and he told us if they were graded in blue, they were graded on the way to New Orleans. If they were graded in red, they were graded on the way back from New Orleans. And if they smelled like vodka, well, we should probably go talk to him.
2: You know, like Borgen, I've never had anything too crazy happen to me, but I've also had some weird professors. Last year, I was taking this course about modern digital art culture and I didn't typically go, but in the middle of the semester, I felt bad about that. So I resolved myself to start consistently attending lectures. So one day, I was playing a video game, No Man's Sky, in my dorm. And it's not that interesting a game. But I quit playing to go to that lecture, so I wasn't too upset to leave the game and go to lecture. Once I got there, the professor proceeded to just play No Man's Sky for 90 minutes. If you think that game is boring to play, try pairing a lecture with it. Yeah, I never went to that class again. But hey... Mom and Dad, that's where your tuition dollars are going. So some professor can play PS4 in front of 200 students.
0: It's easy to forget that the 50,000 students here at UT aren't the only ones who call campus home. Squirrels, cats, turtles, raccoons, and even the occasional possum live here as well. Debbie Nehequery followed Zane Ortega, a student who has developed a special relationship with the animals on campus.
3: To handle the tough transition from high school to college, most of us lean on our friends, our family, or our faith in order to adjust to our entirely new environment. But biology and human development and family sciences freshman Zane Ortega has adjusted in an unorthodox way by bonding with UT's many animals. I sat down to talk with Zane about his fascination for animals and how they helped him adjust to his new environment.
4: I've always been like very, uh, just like trying to like make animals my friend, I guess, like like I'm some Disney character or something. I'm from Corpus Christi and that's obviously a coastal town and the community that I was a part of in Corpus Christi was called Padre Island. So it was very literally an island community. It wasn't nearly as urban as Austin is. Like if I wanted to just like take a break from like people and the hustle and bustle, I could just like walk to the beach and listen to the waves and just kind of be out of it like that. But it's just, it's harder to find places on campus that are kind of like quiet and nature-y.
3: Talking about squirrels at UT, we normally only bring up the albino squirrel and the luck he can bring us during test-taking season. But Zane shares about his love for all squirrels of the 40 acres, how he started feeding them, and his first encounter with the infamous albino squirrel.
4: So I just kind of like one day I was sitting in front of the PCL and I was like snacking on like some, some raw pecans. And... I think I dropped one and some squirrel came like right up next to me and these squirrels are so friendly and I gave the squirrel a couple pecans and then like it wouldn't leave me alone so I just left it a little pile and walked away and then it like came over and started like my backpack was on the ground it came over and started like trying to like open up the pocket of my backpack where I put the pecans like they're very invasive like that in general i never like go overboard like i usually just give them a couple just because like they're cute and like it's, it's a symbiotic thing like i get to have a cute squirrel friend for five seconds and they get some free food you know one time i ran into the albino squirrel for the first time yeah but i didn't have anything on me except That's for the- except for some dog treats so i'm like Holding up the dog tree, like the milk bones of the albino squirrel, trying to be like, come on, like, it's good enough for dogs, it's good enough for you. Squirrels are not
3: the only animals Zane loves. He loves dogs just as much. He shares with me the story of how a single dog changed his path at UT and led him to the organization he's in today.
4: Uh, So I am in Texas Alpha Phi Omega. We're a co-ed service fraternity. And it's not like, it's just when we do stuff like recruitment, or tabling, people bring their dogs because you know people are more likely to come up to like a bake sale or like a recruitment table. If there's like a cute dog there, you know. I was not in the best mood walking out of my first calculus class, and so I was going to my next class, and I was kind of just walking by the SAC, and I would have just like walked past uh, Texas APO's table, if not for uh, this one dog, Darcy, because Darcy actually came up to me and like kind of like started sniffing me. And I would have just kept walking if not for that. And so, like, I, like, started petting him. And they kind of were, like, pitching to me because that's, like, what recruitment tablers do. Uh, So I just always loved thinking of that because it's, like, wow, if, like, this one dog, like, really, like, changed my whole entire, like, time so far here at UT, you know? But, yeah, it's just crazy. Darcy was actually the reason why I started, like, carrying, like, dog treats in my my backpack because I was, like, man, I got to repay Darcy somehow for, like... (laughs) all, all, all he's done for me.
3: As students here, we have an obligation to give back to the campus we call home because we're not its only residents. Zane explains why he enjoys appreciating the wildlife that helps this campus flourish.
4: UT is such a busy campus and everybody's in like a thousand orgs and everybody's always running from thing to thing. Sometimes it's just hard to forget that there are like little spots of nature and stuff on campus that we do have to like respect, but not just respect, but also like enjoy and appreciate, you know? I definitely realized that it might not always be the most responsible thing to like feed animals sometimes cuz like I said I don't want to feed squirrels anything that's going to like mess with their digestive systems or anything or anything too unnatural but it is just like kind of I do it cuz like it just like giving a squirrel like a single pecan or something isn't going to hurt them and it like it brightens my day you know and plus it's like just a way of like being nice to like the nature around us on campus
3: We all call the 40 acres home, but only for about four years at a time. But rather than see the beauty that campus holds, we mostly spend that time complaining about the constant construction, business development, and changes that we disagree with. But when you take a moment to look around at the turtles swimming in the turtle pond or the squirrels just darting around, you realize something. As much as UT is our home, it is not ours alone. Maybe we could all try to be a little more like Zane and take the time to appreciate all the beauty in life around us.
2: In college, there are a few things that are certain. You're sure to lose some sleep over exams. You're sure to miss out on some fun opportunities because you've got to study or do something else. And you're sure to have a roommate that you probably won't like all the time. Valeria Chavez sat down with a UT sophomore who liked their roommate until circumstances changed.
5: Roommates. The word itself recalls either fond memories of sitting across from your best friend on your lofted bed, telling stories and having a grand old time, or it sends a shudder down your spine, reminding you of times and people you'd rather forget. As someone who's got a few bad roommate stories of her own, I can attest to the fact that living with another person can be pretty difficult. It doesn't matter if they've been your best friend since childhood, or if they're just someone you met on move-in day. Roommates can be one of the most challenging parts of college life. Different sleeping patterns, music tastes, just about anything can become a problem when you're living in close quarters with another human. You can try to set ground rules, but when those rules are inevitably broken, things can get just a tad awkward. Just in case her roommate is listening, we're going to call our heroine, Karen a sophomore living on campus for her second year, who told me about an awkward moment she had with her
6: roommate and her roommate's boyfriend. So at the beginning of the school year, we have to fill out like a roommate contract to make sure that um, nothing weird happens throughout the year. Just like make sure both the roommates are on the same page and uh, make sure like you honestly just know what's going on with your roommate. And so like one of the sections of the paper is to be like, Hey, like, how do you feel about having overnight guests? And like, we were fine with like having like maybe like her mom or sister like spend the night or whatever. But um, we said like no boyfriends. Like this, I mean, we were both sharing the room. We're both girls. Like it's an all girls dorm, so like having a night like overnight boy guest would be kind of weird. And like it was understandable. And so like, this semester went on, nothing
5: really happened. The roommates had been getting along just fine up until a few weeks before the Thanksgiving break. The reason for the sudden rift: her roommate's new beau. They'd only been dating for a few days,
6: but after a night of partying, Karen's roommate got a little bold. She got a new boyfriend, <laughs> and she like texted me at 2am in the morning one night, and they were both coming home from like a party, and I was sleeping at that point. She's like, oh, do you mind if like so-and-so and I come and like spend the night? We'll just be like sleeping, nothing weird's gonna happen. Yeah, I've heard
5: that one before, right before I got sexiled at 4am on a Tuesday, but that's another story for another day. Unfortunately for Karen, she was fast asleep.
6: I woke up at like three in the morning to like snoring, like really loud snoring. And I was just like, oh, day. And like, this is really weird because like she doesn't snore. And so I was like, but oh, she must be like sick or like something. And I looked like, there's like this dude just like passed out on her bed.
5: For Karen, the guest could not have come at a more inopportune time. She had an exam the very next morning. Now she has something to do about the snoring stranger in her room, but Karen had dealt with snores before.
6: I brought my box fan out cause last year my roommate snored. So I turned that on to like make like white noise, but it didn't help any. And so then that was a nightmare. And so I didn't really get much sleep that night, but then the next morning she woke up and she had an 8 a.m. and she decided to leave him in the room and I was like what the heck so I had to get up for class at 9 30 so I got up and like his clothes were everywhere and his like shoes and his like, backpack and I was like literally like he turned it into like his room it was like my brother was like dropping everything everywhere it was it was so bad and so then like I like woke up and he was still sleeping but I felt really awkward because it's like it's my room but like I don't know so it was really weird so I like got ready and like got dressed and then I walked out and like I locked the door but he was still here. Confrontation
5: isn't anyone's favorite thing to do. But Karen didn't have much of a choice. She couldn't allow the snoring stranger in her room again.
6: So then I don't really know how he got out, but then I like texted her later that day and was like, Hey, we need to talk about something. And then like, she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. But then like, we never actually talked about it, but it hasn't happened since. And now she spent every single day since after Thanksgiving break in his room. I'm pretty jealous. Since then, Karen has pretty much had
5: the room to herself.
0: valuable resource, or they can be not helpful whatsoever. As James Mishmash found, sometimes the person we think is RTA can be helpful, but sometimes we don't know who we're talking to.
7: Ray Schaefer, a first-year economics student in liberal arts honors, and I have a class together, and his crazy college story has to do with that class.
8: This, this semester, I started a class called Reacting to the Past. And essentially, it's where you uh, role play key events in history. Um, and so you're assigned role sheets and you uh, role play as that character. Uh, for the first game, it takes place in Athens in 401 BC. I was uh, Callius third.
7: Race reached out to RTA on multiple occasions throughout the semester
8: as required and received a lot of help. I tried to use the enfranchisement of women to persuade certain people to ally with me. And whenever I talked to my professor about that, uh, he said that uh, it wasn't quite right according to my uh, roll sheet, so... I went back to work, and I texted my TA, Keith, uh, what he thought about it. And should I just read from the... Should I just hey, read yeah, from my phone? Yeah, and I said, hey, uh, Professor Lang said that, quote, I don't think you got the expansion of, and of, franchi- of the Franchise to Women part right. Uh, what are your thoughts? This is Race, by the way, also known as Callius III." And then I got a response promptly that said, only to strong women. And then you would have to have some kind of trial by combat test to see which those are. And I thought that was really helpful. So then throughout the rest of the semester, uh, I texted him about uh, specific questions that I had about the game.
7: But there was a catch.
8: And so I asked him uh, if I could bring my speaker to class one day. He said, lol, we don't have class tomorrow. And I said, we don't? And then he said, not together. And then... That's when, in my head, it clicked. I realized that I had been texting the wrong person, who had impersonated my TA for about three months into class.
1: Howdy, my name is uh, Keith Lau. Uh, I'm a freshman mechanical engineering major. So when stuff happens and people ask me questions, um, I will tend to like just kind of run with the joke and talk out of my butt for like forever. And he sent me he sent me a message and race is kind of a quirky guy and so i thought that this was just what he did with friends was he would just send them like weird hypothetical scenarios right i'm thinking i'm thinking one he's sending this to like several friends and he just wants to see what they say two he texted the wrong guy but from my perspective i'm just gonna play along and see what happens he provided like super
8: in-depth information (laughs) like he he would reference i would i would reference characters like lithicles or like he would use names too
1: i'm i'm also kind of a history buff that's and <laughs> i i don't know i don't know why i didn't like click that this was part of a class but i totally thought this was a big joke i was kind of of the mindset that what are the odds of there being another guy named keith this has to be kind of some big joke that he sends to his friends he sent me the message that it was like I totally thought I was texting my TA this whole time yeah. and I didn't feel bad. I thought it was hilarious. On these texts,
8: we're using iMessage. So the text is blue and then my TA I know for a fact uses an Android. Like at one point I made the joke uh, that we should make Athens great again. <laughs> and you know, he went along with it and it thought it was really funny. And so, but whenever I mentioned it in class, Keith was like, "Oh yeah, like I don't I don't joke about that stuff over text. <laughs> the clues were all there. I just didn't realize it."
7: So like, how did you react like once you found out? Like were you mad or did you just think it was no, funny? No, I s-
8: I started laughing and I told him I just I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. I was just trip I was just tripping so hard. So how did your TA or professor react? My professor and the TA thought it was as funny as, you know, as I did. Uh I, 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 par, a part of me is still in disbelief. <laughs> just
7: when you think you understand everything you're learning in class and you're starting an assignment, boom, you have a question. Who do you go to? Your teaching assistant. For regular questions, class information, updates, most of the time we go straight to the TA rather than our professors. But just when you think you have it figured out, boom,
2: you don't. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Hookup. Be sure to tune in next week when we take a look at the many ways that Longhorns get to campus.
0: Be sure to subscribe to this and all of our other podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just be sure to search The Daily Texan.
2: You can follow us on Twitter, at Texan Podcast, or you can always get more news at DailyTexanOnline.com to stay caught up throughout the week. Our reporters this week were Valeria Chavez, Debbie Nahiquiri, and James Mismash.
0: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.